0: worth deleting the app for.
1: The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that The Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yue former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Krafchick, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. We're about to wrap up 2020. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) But happy
0: holidays, everyone. We hope that you have a great holiday season, whether you're with family and friends or you're doing things virtually this year. And we, of course, have some great couple episodes still in store.
1: We have two more episodes left for this season and for this year. That's crazy to think about, but also very exciting. We're about to reset our lives with the new year. This episode is no less more stellar than any of the (laughs) other ones. It is, in fact, uh, one of our favorites, as we always say. But, of course, (laughs) we say that about every episode. But this one is especially... Um, interesting for us because we're getting a male perspective Mm -hmm. from a man who's been podcasting about dating for a very long time. His name is Jared Freed.
0: Yes, and he's a comedian, and um, he also has a couple of podcasts of his own. You up with um, Jordana Abraham, who we've also had on the podcast, and and he also has the J Train podcast. So I, I don't know. This episode I think has been is fascinating. Like I feel like I've just had a few revelations like this entire like weekend because I was editing his episode, and the real theme in this episode is like, why can't we just be honest? Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of it is that we're afraid to say what's really what we're really feeling because like, you know, there could be consequences of that. And I was thinking about it, too, which is like the like all relationships, not just in a dating and relationship or romantic relationships context, even family. Like, for instance, like I've been seeing a lot in our Facebook group about people that are like, oh, like, I don't want to go home for the holidays. Like, I'm going to uh-huh. be the only single person. People are going to ask, like, why I'm still single. There's a wreck in our Facebook group for home for the holidays. It was a or home yeah. for Christmas. It's like a Netflix, Netflix show. Yeah. So I started it and it's like the very, you know, cliche, the 30-year-old sitting at the end of the table with the two babies. Like, why can't you say, like, like, I want to feel respected as an adult and sit with like the people my own age? Like, or I also want to find love. And it hurts me every time we focus the entire attention to that. I'd rather focus on enjoying the time we have together. Like, why are those things so difficult for us to say?
1: I think honesty is just really hard in general for us. We feel we take things personally and then we believe other people will take things quite personally. I do love it when people call me out and tell me honestly this conversation is not going anywhere, or I'm not getting out of this conversation what I was hoping to get out of it. But very rarely do we have those conversations. And my boyfriend and I had this exact same talk the other day. He's like, why can't we just say how we feel in the moment we kind Mm -hmm. of brew and then we let it build up resentment. And then suddenly it comes out and it becomes an insult or it becomes offensive. Yeah, it's a very strange thing that we feel like we got to uh, what in Chinese culture we call it save face in yeah. the moment but in for what for the benefit of what you're not getting anything out of it, and they're not getting anything out of it.
0: it's fascinating because the other day too I actually was doing a video date with someone and we like kind of agreed on the video date like I wouldn't say it was sparks it was I I think it's hard to have sparks on a video date but it was enough that I was w- willing to keep going with the conversation right mm-hmm. and he um also said the same because I was like hey I'm in Boston like totally get if you don't want to keep talking like we can either talk when I get back or you know whatever and he was like no I'm totally down to keep talking messaged me the next day was asking a few questions and then I kind of like said like oh like do you want to bring this to text as we're talking through the app and he was like I actually decided like this isn't the right fit and I was like okay you know just being the curious person I am and you know I think this does help like dating I was like can I ask what changed for you And he basically said, I don't think that we have enough similar interests, because he was like super into like horror and sci fi and like, honestly, things that I'm not into. And I actually noticed he updated his dating profile to like include that stuff. Mm -hmm. There was nothing wrong with being honest. Like, it's actually better than like continuing to have this, you know, there was a momentary like, oh, okay, like, this is kind of weird. But then also I'm like, long term, if you really think those things are so important to you and a partner, and I don't Mm -hmm. have them, then maybe it's okay. Like, it's just not a right fit.
1: It saves a lot more time and effort (laughs) when people are more honest. I don't even know his name anymore. It's (laughs) (laughs) It's like you've
0: moved on to other people. And I'm not saying that like, it's good to be disposable like that. But like, at the same time, We talk with Jared about this at length, but like all the confusion happens with dating is when people aren't honest. And they're not stating what's really going on for them. And people are kind of holding on to a story just because they want to hold on to that story.
1: Yeah, Oh man, this is just one of those struggles that we all face. I don't know anybody who's like, oh, I'm really good with honesty. <laughs> and I'll say whatever it is on my mind in a moment, because we have all these filters. And a lot of these filters are self imposed. It's not like the other person may actually take offense to what you're saying, is that you right. yourself, you're like, oh, I probably wouldn't want to hear it that way. It's, it's sort of an interesting dynamic because it shows how you want to interact with other people like i've had these circumstances with my boyfriend where he's like oh in the moment i just want to scream at you and tell you <laughs> i was right and i'm like why didn't you to me yeah. i would love it if someone would just scream and say you a i'm 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 right here just listen to me but yeah. then you know he kind of like tries to hide it and um, and then later tells me i like no no it doesn't work like that with me so i think just practicing more honestly we've talked about this too before in previous episodes Mm -hmm. with yourself first what are those things that you would say to yourself in the moment that maybe you don't want to hear but at least you're being honest with yourself it's something we can it's a skill and we should all learn it
0: and i think it's all how you say it i think you and i actually have come a long way on Mm. this like at the beginning i feel like we would not say things to each other because we didn't want to you know like rock the boat or hurt each other's feelings and it's as long as you say it in a way that's coming from a a place of love and not being like you right. suck because of this or like whatever like that's a lot different tone for sure yeah I-, I think this is actually a good point though is like to the people that we were mentioning that are saying like oh I can't believe I have to go home and I'm gonna be the only person that's not coupled up or the only person that's not married or the only person that doesn't have kids or what second kid whatever it is like there's a zillion it keeps going I think what I would challenge people to do in that situation is like think about what is good in your life right now yeah because Because I think one person mentioned like, I'm gonna have to go, it's hardest when I go home and I'm alone after being with all the people. Maybe you can read a book you've been dying to do or make a charcuterie plate or, you know, like binge whatever TV show you've been dying to do. Newsflash is like, what do you have kids? You can't. Just do that at the drop of the dime. So it's like instead of being upset about where you are today, maybe it's like appreciate where you are. It's because you might not be there forever.
1: I think a lot of times family members feel bad for you when you're yeah. single because they think you feel bad for yourself. So they're trying to show sympathy, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they may not know that you're enjoying your single life or you're having the time of your life. They don't know that. They just, I think for A lot of the older generation, they just think single people are miserable Mm -hmm. when they have no idea what the single life is. Yeah. So it is up to you to shed light on how awesome your life is.
0: Totally. Because I was thinking about that today. This I was like my world of revelations, because I also visited my grandmother, who is to be honest, not doing well, like she's Alzheimer's really just just does not remember much. And there was a period of my life, like I was always very close with my grandmother, but she'd always ask me like, Are you dating someone? And I'm like the one single person of all my cousins on that side. So it's always been this like stickling point that I'm like, Oh, like, I love seeing her, but I don't want to like have this conversation. Mm. And I'm like, I need a step. Back and be like, she just doesn't know a world where someone could actually just be a single woman right. and like, take care of themselves. Yeah, they don't know. And honestly, like it's kind of sad now because she doesn't ask me this stuff anymore. Cause she just honestly probably just doesn't even know what's going on in my life because of just mm. her condition. I think it's it is it's hard. It's like, but meeting people like kind of with empathy that they just might they're just not in the same world view that you're in.
1: Or sometimes with the older generation, you just tell them what they want to hear. Like my grandpa, for example, who passed away this year at the age of 90, he passed away thinking that I had, I was married with two (laughs) kids. I thought about that. I thought about that. (laughs) And it made him super happy. I mean, like last time my dad was back in China, he was like, how's how's my granddaughter and and her husband and kids? And my dad's like, they're doing great. And then my my grandpa, my grandpa, who's seen maybe too many photos of Mojo, would always think (gasps) I have this rambunctious son (laughs) who's very pale. He'll always be like, how's her pale son doing? Oh my God. God, and I, it's it's fantastic you know that i'm not gonna argue with him he's 90 years old and uh, like it's awesome grandpa my fa- my family's great my son is doing awesome like you can you can rest easy and he he passed away thinking that that's fantastic. i
0: totally <laughs> joked to my parents <laughs> saying that they were like don't do that and i'm like i could just like tell her and she'll be super happy you know yeah. and just oh, now i'm gonna tell them that you always did that
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i don't know if anybody told him that he just thought it up in his mind and it okay, just stuck okay you with just him. omitted
0: certain details. I That's just probably, didn't yeah, I didn't clarify. Not,
1: exactly. I did not uh I didn't I did not disagree with his statements. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's
0: like a friend of mine that is she's outwardly gay, but his grandparents don't know. And like he would always bring women to like weddings, like female friends. And they'd be like, oh, he's such a player. And they just were <laughs> like, we're just going to not say that, you know, like not that they're obviously it was just a generational thing. And again, like that like maybe honesty, though, like maybe there isn't something wrong with saying like, hey, I actually really love my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm fully supporting myself. I'm happy with who I am and where I'm going. Like maybe they just don't know.
1: Yeah, I know. Either you tell them full honesty, or (laughs) just let them believe whatever they (laughs) want to believe. (laughs) Whatever you think it's easiest for you
0: in dealing with your family. That's the problem that brings it back to dating is like when you think it's easier when you ghost, for instance, you know, there are that's, that's where it all comes full circle. But we'll get into it in this conversation. It's a good one. Definitely, definitely listen through the whole thing on it. I took a lot away.
1: What we love about all of these conversations that we have is that you learn something new about yourself. So Mm -hmm. I really love the last sounding board event we just did, a sounding Mm -hmm. board event um, with Logan Yuri that we just did on the science of dating where we had people take our quiz, which is all about dating tendencies, Mm -hmm. where you would either come out to be a maximizer, a romanticizer, or a hesitator. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like 90% (laughs) of our sounding board members were (laughs) maximizing which is not a surprise where you try to optimize the situation, you do a lot of research on your potential dates and it's you become really indecisive at times because you're like maybe there's something better out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Louise posted a very interesting question in our Facebook group. She said as a maximizer, how do you reconcile this feeling of having these sort of unrelenting standards and knowing that they're unreasonable mm-hmm. at times and also not wanting to settle? And so how do you how do you kind of handle these two conflicting thoughts? And I I feel like so many people are going through this is on one hand, you want to be with the best person for you. But on the other hand, you also know that you have these expectations that you may not communicate to mm-hmm. your potential suitors that makes it very... Uh, impossible to date you. So I would say to that is we need to redefine what settling is. I think settling is about finding the person that you feel like is the right person for you and creating a life with them, knowing that they're going to be more problems and challenges down the line, mm-hmm. that your life is not going to be perfect. Settling is not about giving up your standards and your values no. and saying, fuck it, throw no. them out the window and <laughs> being like next. Next, whoever's next, I'll take you. That is the old school way of thinking about settling. So maximizers can absolutely settle as long as you know that in the future, there's still gonna be more problems that you're gonna have to work through. You're not going to be with someone perfect.
0: I feel like this was the week of getting to know you quizzes between the sounding board (laughs) event and then also our last week episode about relationship schemas, which it kind of leads to the question of the day this week. But another quick announcement We are going to actually do some, you know, like if you are looking for something to do over the holidays, we are going to keep our virtual happy hours running in the sounding board. So we'll have one on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve as they fall over Thursdays. And one of our members also offered to kind of do this holiday party where people are going to wear their favorite holiday onesie or ugly Christmas sweater. So again, just another reason to join the sounding board if you aren't in it already. We opened up a, a few few more spots. So definitely check out datablepodcast.com slash sounding board.
1: Absolutely. So you brought up the would you rather for this week and the question is sort of a complicated one. But it's <laughs> if you, if there was a service that could aggregate all of the compatibility tests ranging from attachment styles, Myers-Briggs, astrology, love languages, <laughs> enneagrams, schemas. Schemas, etc, <laughs> all of it to give you a list of people who are most compatible with you. Would you rather to have a full list of full names of people Mm. who are compatible with you but they could be anywhere in the world and and it doesn't take into account duplicate names
0: Mm. or
1: would you rather have a list of the number of people who are most compatible with you within a 0.5 mile radius of wherever you are
0: Wow. Yeah, I <laughs> okay, so I want to maybe a clarified question that you yeah. could give me. Is yeah. the 0.5 miles by design in this question? that's pretty close to your home.
1: It's pretty close to your home. Yes. Well, at first we had it, I was thinking about a one mile radius, but depending on where you are, one mile radius could either cover a lot of people yeah. or nobody at all. But 0.5, that could be someone in literally in your dorm room. It could be someone <sighs> in your. Apartment complex, it could be a neighbor, and it's something that I think could determine your next location, wherever you Mm. want to move
0: to. Oh, so you, okay. So you would find out, like, let's say you hypothetically had zero people in a 0.5 radius of where you are today. Would that that be the info you get?
1: The number changes based on wherever you are.
0: Got it. So if I had zero in my current location, I could move somewhere else and then see. Yes. Interesting. Yeah.
1: But the other one is just a full, it's a list of names. That's it. That's not changing because that's your full list is exhaustive.
0: So I was going to go with the <laughs> 0.5 miles, but then I was just thinking, that's why I asked the clarifying question. I was just mm-hmm. thinking, that's really small. Yeah. So what if there was zero people on that list? Mm-hmm. Like If there was like two or three, you could at least abstract it out to figure out how many were in your general area. But if it's zero, it'd be really hard to keep moving locations in hope of finding someone all the time. So therefore, I'm going to opt for the list. <laughs> so I was just thinking about it like, okay, I'm in San Francisco, no one. Then I either have to move to a different area or I have to like move to LA or like Seattle. Like that could be like a never ending thing.
1: It's true. I mean, but it's also if you're on vacation, if you're out walking around, you can explore different neighborhoods. Uh, Obviously Mm. we're kind of opposing here because I would choose the 0.5 mile radius. It would inspire me to get out of my neighborhood. Mm. It would inspire me to travel and it would set me on this like investigative hunt for (laughs) best matches. If I knew there were 50, 15 people within a 0.5 mile radius of me who are potential best matches oh you know, I'm going to be out walking my dog like every, true. every hour of the day. Well,
0: originally, I was gonna say that because I believe that people can find things in common with anyone, even mm-hmm. if they don't have commonalities, like there's always some commonality. So my initial thought was like, oh, I choose for not the list. So then I would mm-hmm. just explore and like organically still meet those people. And it would give me hope that there's those people out there. Mm. But I think just running the risk of having like no one on that list would be terrifying to me. So I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the original. I'm going to get my full list of people. (laughs) Get your full list. Stock them heavily on LinkedIn and Facebook. Although what would you say to them? Like, hey, we're a perfect match. (laughs) I'm reversing. I don't know what I would actually do with that information. I might have to go back.
1: And my other thing is, here's this. Okay, some of the names may be very unique, but some of the names may be very common or mainstream, like a Joe McDonald. Yeah. So what if you are dating a Joe McDonald and there's a Joe McDonald on your list, but it's not that one, but you keep trying to like retrofit <laughs> this Joe McDonald to to your, you're like, no, this is really the one. I don't know. I'm maybe I'm just making this more complicated, but I agree. Like, what would you do?
0: You could retrofit anyone though, in theory, like if you knew that there's 15 people, whoever you met, you would try to retrofit.
1: That's true. You could be like, Ooh, are you the one of the 15?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of like that FTV show, like, are you the one when you're like searching for them yeah. in the house?
1: Yeah. And you don't know which one, but you do make a more conscious effort for everyone you meet because now you yeah. know there are 15 people near you. Everyone you meet could be a possibility. So you give them a little bit more time and attention. I don't know.
0: Okay. I'm undecided overall, <laughs> but I'm kind
1: of... <laughs> Julie's now just confused. She's like, fuck it my head is spinning but <laughs> I, don't I think do now, it
0: now if I'm gonna go with one of them I think I might actually change my answer to the .5 mile radius because I don't know what I would actually say to someone like I'm just thinking about if I got a message from someone on Facebook being like hey we're the perfect match it'd be like <laughs> delete like what the fuck so what does that do okay look, what did the people say <laughs>
1: the people said 70% chose they want the full names oh and 30% said they want the number and you know i think people who are sort of into like murder mysteries are into the number like Janet, she's <laughs> like just a number that way i know you know i'm just like ser- out there searching for what percentage of people and then others are like no i'm gonna go stalk the internet <laughs> i'm gonna swipe through every app there is to match these names
0: for all those people, I want to know what your like initial line would be, and then maybe I'll switch back over. If it's a line I can get behind, like that doesn't sound stalker and creepy, I would maybe switch back over to the other side.
1: You know, I think some people would use this list to compare against their list of exes. I'm mm. not sure if most people would use this to source new people, as opposed to trying to validate some of their mm. old people. Just a theory there.
0: Interesting. Okay, well, maybe Maybe one day someone's going to send me that message that they got the list <laughs> and I'm on it. And then now I won't think they're a total creep because of this. So, And then great. you
1: search for Julie Craftick online and there's like... 3,000 in the world. No, Damn it. <laughs> I would
0: actually be a great candidate. For you this. would be someone yeah. hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, what was his name? I was gonna say my brother's name. It's not that it was some other craft chick. And he was like Jared Kraft chick or something. And I'm like, Whoa, this is weird. It's not a common name.
1: It's not good for nope. you. My name is way too common in China. There's some. <laughs> There's like I was 50 like, not million. The U.S., but yes. Not in the U.S., but there's like 50 million of them <laughs> in China. So it'd be very hard. And it's also a, a predominantly boy's name. Mm. Whoever got my name on their list, whoo.
0: Confused. <laughs> very confusing.
1: Very confused. I like that you brought up the name Jared, though, because that is the name of our guest today. Is that what was on your mind? I don't
0: actually know if that guy's name is Jared. I might just be like blending them together i'll have to i'll stay tuned for next week but he just like hit me up on linkedin and was like hey fun thing i'm also a craft chick And like okay except
1: uh is he single is he cute what i think What's
0: he's i don't know he is kind of cute we'll get say. on
1: it you don't have to change your last name i don't
0: think he's i don't think he's single i think he might be married but we'll see he's a youtuber actually
1: okay we gotta get on this train we gotta get that on that craft chick train uh but before we do
0: (laughs) I was like is that a tie into the j train yeah yes
1: before the craft chick train we gotta get on the j train which is a jared free train but before we get on the jared free train we gotta get on the sponsor train (laughs) we like to take a moment to thank our sponsor And a scene. All right. Starting over, breathe. Okay. (laughs) We really seriously would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp. Think about this. What is interfering with your happiness? What is something that is preventing you from achieving your goals? For a lot of us, it is getting our mental health in order. And we've definitely found this. Julie and I were like, oh, mental health, that's got to be priority. So BetterHelp is a service that can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They connect you in a safe. And private online environment, and they you can start communicating with a therapist in under 24 hours. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. So their licensed professional counselors specialize in everything from anger, family conflicts, dealing with family during the holidays, depression, (laughs) stress, anxiety related relationships, sleeping, trauma, et cetera, you name it, they deal with it. And everything that you share is completely confidential. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So we want you to start living a better, happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com dateable Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, spelled H-E-L-P dot com slash dateable. Okay, can we get to Jared? Let's do it. Not Jared Krapchick. (laughs) Not Jared Krapchick, but here's Jared Freed. We've got Jared Freed who currently is in New York City, originally from Boston. He's 35 years old in a monogamous relationship. Are you, like, what is behind you? Are there stuffed animals and stuff? I've been,
2: I, there's stuffed animals. That's Stuart and Bruce. <laughs> and I've been moved to the bedroom because my girlfriend has an interview. Mm. Something was important enough to get me away from, like, my podcast station, where we drew lots and I got the short.
1: Like, is this and, not an interview? Like, what what are we doing here? <laughs>
2: well, you guys, yours was less important. Yours made Obviously. less money than the other one. So I... Obviously. I there we switch. go. We
0: know where we We're stand We're just here. really intimate. We're like in Jared's bedroom here. So. That's
2: So Yeah, yeah. I bedroom. like that. This is, this is I like where none that of the magic happens. It's a cozy <laughs> podcast situation. Yes, I like it. Cozy. Let's get
1: cozy. Who is Jared? For anybody who doesn't know, Jared is a comedian and the podcast host... A co-host of the you up podcast and he is the host of the J train podcast that goes
2: That's right. <laughs> I love your
1: intro because when I first I heard it I was like is there something wrong with my phone like what's happening and then that really <laughs> like you have you have a very grand entrance like you ride yeah, up I- on your train you know
2: Well, the whole podcast is ridiculous in general. It's called the J-Train podcast. And somehow we give life advice on something called the J-Train. So that already is ridiculous. So it's like, why not have it like a WWE entrance into (laughs) the show? Like, why not?
0: So I have a really, I have a burning question for you, Jerry. Burning. So we were, this is so burning. When we were looking up your bio, I looked on your Twitter, and it said that you were the inventor of the U Up text. <laughs> yeah, tell us more that about that. And how can you
1: claim that? Do you have proof? It's a timestamp. I was stamp.
2: joking. I don't think you can really invent <laughs> trying to get a woman to come, you know, to hang out with you after midnight. But um. I was joking. I was just like, that would be a funny bio, inventor of the UL text. And I honestly, I Forget how long it's been there for, but it's been there a long time. I I didn't even like I've just never changed.
0: So did you send a lot of you up? I mean, now that you're in a I committed relationship, I, well, I hope
2: not. Him, I <laughs> sent like, next to me. In bed.
0: <laughs> Back to single Jared though, were you like a massive you up? No, texter?
2: I I just I understand that it's funny to be like I invented the idea of being that <laughs> kind of like late night oh, we'll take a shot. You know, like that's really what a U-Up text is.
1: I have another burning question. So on your podcast, you claim that you respond to all your DMs. Mm -hmm. Um, My dog DM'd you yesterday, but you did not respond to him.
2: Nope. Okay. So tell the audience what you wrote in your DM. These are things, these are roads I don't go into. um,
1: What's your your stance on puppy
2: play? On puppy play. So to me, that... (laughs) That to me was like, I'm not even gonna go down this road. I didn't know it was you, obviously, but like I I was like, oh, this is a per-. like honestly, with how the internet is, I was like, oh, this is a person that wants me to like gets off at me looking at their puppy and they're on the other side of the line touching themselves while I, if I answer yes, they're going to be like, oh, good, that felt great. And now they're going to screenshot it. And now I'm involved in puppy play. Like, whenever <laughs> you it's a
0: it's, just, yeah, it's just unleashing too much we actually did it we did an episode about puppy what play puppy recently play? actually like so it's a fetish it's like people wear like you gotta go to our youtube we have like the whole puppy play attire is it like a furry? on it's like a
1: it, i mean they're related of the sometimes community. it's not yeah it, it also could not be it could be like non-sexual it's just more like love being like playful, like an animal roll yeah. around. Well, be a puppy, well, I've,
2: pet. I've said this many times on my podcast that that's kind of like, there's a fetish really for anything. Like, oh, it's for like, sure. You know, you wouldn't even know that someone would be like, Oh, is that your elbow? Oh my God. Elbow. You <laughs> I know, mean, like, lick it. But <laughs> this is the, pro- this is the thing like with, with DMS, I answer all DMS, but it, first of all, you got to follow me. Oh yeah. Uh, because if you follow me, then I'll answer. But if you don't follow, I'm like, why would I give you time that if you won't even give me the time? Oh, yeah, to, um, Mojo definitely
1: follow. Mojo definitely follows. It can't get
2: into <laughs> territory of sexual nature. I'm, I'm I'm in a relationship that can only take me down. Even if I'm joking around, two people have to know they're joking. Right. You know, like, right and, yeah. and now that I know it was you, I'm like, now it makes sense. But I legitimately, I legitimately saw it and I went, no, I'm not, uh, not touching that. not worth my time, not touching that.
0: okay so all of our female listeners love you because you're like the guy that tells it straight right
1: like yeah the male listeners are like no thanks just kidding
0: (laughs) no 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 we have we have many (laughs) we have many male listeners that also love you one of our like devoted listeners got his profile reviewed by so he's always loving you uh but i want to know how did you get into this like like where where were you at when you started all this
2: so my podcast, the J Trade Podcast, used to be called the TFM Podcast. If you remember, Total Frat Move. Total Frat Move is or was a website. It still exists, um, where they were like basically like a bar stool for fraternity life is basically how I describe it. And it kind of just became my own thing. And they were like, "Can we have our name back?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, <laughs> uh-huh. first started the podcast. I just wanted to talk on the radio. I just thought we'll figure it out. I'll create a show. And then I I said at the end, I was like, uh, "Send in your emails." And I had already written for Total Frat Move a bunch of articles. So I kind of had like a little bit of a mm-hmm. trust with the audience to like send an email that would be maybe a question. And I wrote a lot about dating because that's what's going on in my life. I talked about that a lot on stage. I talked mm-hmm. about being single and, and, the, and kind of the pitfalls of modern day dating. And I think people just had a trust that I was going to like not make fun of them for their issue. I think with a lot of this stuff, it's, anyone could look at you at the brunch table. Anyone can look at you at the Zoom happy hour and go and go dump him there's more important things like uh, of course yeah 2020 you're caring about this and it's like well did he why didn't he text me back and it's like and also a lot of people have their own shit going on so they're like Mm -hmm. i have someone not texting me back too so when Mm -hmm. do we get to my issue so (laughs) i i started getting these questions and i've always gotten dating questions from my female friends just general and i think Um, that's because one, I like the conversation. I think it's interesting. And two, I think also I remind a lot of people of, of a guy that they're probably dating. Like I'm an okay looking dude. I'm not going to, I'm not a bad looking. I'm not, I'm not like a model. I'm not bad looking, but I'm somewhere in the middle, you know? And I think also in the beginning um, a lot of women weren't listening to podcasts. And so I, again, I'm on total frat move. So I had a lot of male listeners and all their questions were not as interesting. It was like, met this chick, how do I fuck? That was basically mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. of
1: the questions. How do I get laid? Yeah.
2: How do I get laid? Yeah. I, I met this girl. Does, does I know. she want, you know? You wait, yes. This? Yes, I did this for years. <laughs> so Not to get
1: laid, just fielding questions, getting sure. laid.
2: Yeah. Quest- <laughs> sure, sure. No, I, I, but you know then the, the male questions just aren't oh, that interesting the same. for the most part. A lot of the male questions are about ending something with, with someone you like. That's a very yeah. specific male question.
0: I do want to call out, though, I think it's evolved over the yes. years. Because I think when like you guys are talking about like a bunch of years And back, it's also
1: a total frat move. I mean, that's <laughs> that's your audience but there. Is, exactly. But that's where yeah. it
2: changed because all of a sudden Serial comes out. Serial was the first podcast that was listened to by women. And now women are getting into podcasts. And now all these like female-driven podcasts are coming out. I guess. Because, and I remember when it happened because I was – I knew that there was an audience for the show I was doing and I knew I wasn't in front of the right. And not to say that those weren't great people and they're not like they are, but I'm just saying like, I could, I thought I could go wider. And then yeah. I started going on female centric shows and I started having Jordana Aileen and Sammy from Betches on. And I was like, oh wow, the dynamic with me and a woman is so, like, with well, a woman and I is so much more fun and interesting. And then I started getting women writing in. And those emails were so depthy and layered. And I had a very specific opinion on what they were talking about. And then I think that encourages, I think it becomes a snowball thing. And then it encourages like a guy to be more depthy, a woman to be, you know, Mm -hmm. a woman to say, Oh, he's good at answering these. I trust this guy to not make me feel like a bad person for right. Cause a lot of these things are icky situations. A lot of them involve like you know, sex and dating and, and the, inter- feelings, you know, the, the yeah. yeah. Like feelings. And like, I, I think like it takes a lot of trust so that, you know, over time, absolutely. Like the questions have gotten so good. So
0: what are the, th- cause I guess like, that's one of our questions is like, what are the biggest questions you've gotten from women of like the bad behavior that they see that they want to know what to do?
2: I don't want to call it bad behavior okay? because I think like, I think every Buddy that ends up with someone, that person you ended up with was not great to someone else for the most part. So like, let's offer a little bit of empathy. To, to me, it's a lot of survival. If you're, and and I think it like, it goes into like how you're brought up. Like we give a lot of women the credit of like the Disney princess thing. Like we're like, oh, we were brought up Mm -hmm. Prince Charming. And that is fucked up. Like that's societal shit that like, whatever, you can try and change it for your child. It's not going to happen right away, but you should, if that's something that bothers you, go ahead, change it for your kid. I don't think men get the same type of, you know, leeway with that stuff. I don't like Mm -mm. the idea of being a gentleman is all just to lie to women. You know, like um, mm. the idea of being like, and, and you're brought up that way. Hold oh, the door open for, her. you know, it's like, well, why? Because that's the nice thing to do. Okay. That does feel good to do. But like that is, I'm not saying to go slam doors in women's faces, but that lives in a, a little bit of a lie, you know, like, you know, go, you know, don't, don't hurt her feelings. Like, well, should I not be honest? Like, I I, mm-hmm. I think you're caught in a lot. Of, and I'm not trying to make an excuse. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that there's excuses everywhere. I'm just saying, like, there's if you if, and a lot of these guys like are offered the ability, like no one looks down on a guy for not getting married. Right? No one's looking at us going, right. hey, what, what? You know, and that's an unfair thing to women. I remember I had a friend. She's like killing her career. And she told me she was like, the first question is always who might date?" And it's like, if I were a man, maybe I wouldn't be asked those questions. I was like, yeah, that's probably true. That sucks. You know, and, but on the other side of that, if a guy's never asked that question, then, you know, then there's really no pressure to lock, you know, things down and get at, you know, and get in a relationship. And maybe they are, because of that, they're like, well, I'm just going to sit here and not really care about time, not really care about like wasting someone's time or wasting my time.
0: Let's hold that thought for a quick message
1: he upgraded himself to business class while I was in Ugh. economy. Wait, <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> There's feedback that will make you cringe.
2: She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall.
1: And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. <laughs> I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew is going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview
0: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: to viahemp.com and use a code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use a code DATEABLE at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from VIAHEMP. I want to spend a little bit of time on this because I find this fascinating yeah, that me too. being a gentleman means to lie, which also just means that most men who are trying to be gentlemen or trying to display this kind of behavior doesn't know the root of why they're doing it. And therefore it becomes, it's somewhat of a lie or they feel like it's expected behavior, but they can't get to the root of why this behavior is expected.
2: Yeah, I I, I don't want to say that like being a gentleman is a bad thing. Like I I, I don't mean it that way. And I hear what you're saying, but I do, I do think, here's an example. When I started you up with Jordana, when we started the you up podcast, which is Jordana and I, the betches, I love working with them. Yeah, they they're great. An amazing company. I love everything they're doing, and they've been. There's been nobody that's been creatively like easier to work with than them. They call me and they're like, "Hey, we want to start a podcast with you from the guy, the the male and female perspective on dating, and we got to give it a name, but we want you to be the male." And I'm like, "Okay, great." I kind of had my point of view. I was going to be honest, but like now I'm entering into like the Betches world of audience. Like they come yeah. with six million, seven million majority women. We taped the first episode. And I remember thinking, I was like, man, I think these women are going to hate. Me. Like, I was like, I, mm. I don't want to like, we're going to get so much negativity. I'm going to feel so bad because I do feel bad when there's negative emails back. I look into every we've only gotten really two negative emails since starting or, or negative enough for Jordana to send. I think that's pretty amazing. And and I I think what I realized from that, like, what's so what does that all mean was how appreciative uh, of messages I get for just being honest and for and, and I don't think I knew that as a single guy. Like, I don't think I knew how appreciated and Mm -hmm. listen, sometimes honesty means you're giving up the ability to have sex. And that's why a lot of guys aren't (laughs) honest because you have to like kind of fake it. Like, you, you know, some guys, most guys aren't studs. Most guys aren't pickup artists. So their way of picking up women is to act like they would if they were trying to date them. So that, that is, um, you know, I, I I don't think they all knowingly do this, but I think that that is something that's happening, especially with dating apps. It gives you the ability to be out every night when you're not a guy that goes out every night. It gives you the ability to talk to women you never would have talked to in a bar. So you've kind of gotten this like superhero serum injected in your into your blood because of this dating app to make you something that you're not really are. But that's another story. But I'm saying, like, when I would talk about these things, the appreciation for like, hey, um, this is really fun. I'm really attracted to you. I'm just here to like be casual, totally casual. Like that's not really gentlemanly, you know, you know, mm. like, I, like, Hey, this has been a great night. I just want to fuck you. I have no idea what the end of this is going to be. <laughs> if I, if, if fucking you means that you're going to be like thinking that this is going to be more than that, I can't promise you all I can promise you is tonight. Like that mm. loses you the fuck, but also it's hard to say to a human being. Hey, I love you, but I don't ever see myself married. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you say that to someone? That's very difficult. So I think there was like, the feedback I get is an appreciation for the honesty and appreciation to hear like, hey, it wasn't personal about you. I think a lot of these things aren't personal. For a lot of guys, like is on a spectrum. The idea of like, yeah, I like her. Okay, so you want to be serious? No, I don't want to be serious. So you want to be exclusive? I'll be exclusive, but no label. It's like, what the fuck is that? The, you know, like the guy doesn't know what that is either. But he's just trying to figure out a way to not, you know, snowball into something where he's the person who's the asshole who forced, you know, this into serious land, I, I think. So that's, I, I, that's what I mean by the gentleman thing, like where it's, it's just like, it's hard. I, again, it's hard for everybody.
0: I mean, usually even like stuff like ghosting, it's not coming most of the time. It's not coming from a bad place. It's usually coming from a place like I don't want to disappoint this person. If I say no, maybe I'll keep the door slightly open. So if I change my mind in a month, you know, but it still hurts the people on the receiving side. Ghosting
2: is fear and it's all fear and self-preservation. And it's also a product of and why does it happen more now? Because we meet more people without a lot of eyes on us. So like you meet someone random on Bumble. Right that's that's easy to ghost there's no one that looks at you and goes like I always say that you should meet someone the best way to meet someone is through a family member because if I ever ghosted someone that like my aunt introduced me to she'd be horrified she'd yeah be like, Wait, what happened
1: yeah you'd be <laughs>
2: such a dick <laughs> yeah I'd be like well she blew me and then like three months <laughs> late and then I've been ignoring her she's texted me like eight times so she'd be like what's wrong with you Oh you know, like it'd be <laughs> disgusting so there's no aunt's <laughs> this in the dating app scenario
1: Uh, well i think a lot of the dating conundrums stem from not being comfortable with ambiguity and uncertainty Mm -hmm. so for the men that you're mentioning they're unsure where they like someone on a scale is exactly the same as a woman who's like where do we stand on a relationship scale Mm -hmm. i want to d i want to dtr but we're also somewhere in the middle with a situation ship. And that's what causes a conflict is we're all constantly looking for a definition of something in dating when that definition cannot be provided. Sometimes we just can't rest in that uncertainty. Why is that? Why are we so uncomfortable
2: with that? I mean, obviously, if I knew and I had the, <laughs> I had the yeah. formula, nobody would have you issues. You don't? Yeah right. Um, It's as as valuable as a COVID vaccine. I I think. um, But I will say that based on the questions I get, I think a lot of people rate how they feel based on the person they're based on the feelings of the person they're seeing. If he likes me, I like him. And yes. I think that's a really yes. dangerous, dangerous way to go. It, and it never, it never works because you're never going to know how someone else feels. And this is hard to do. This is easier said than done. You don't want to approach someone that you're embarrassing yourself with. But like, I tend to believe, I, I don't think we all trust our, uh, ourselves enough. We don't mm-hmm. trust, you know, like I get this question on Instagram stories sometimes where it's like, someone will be like, I don't want to be too much. Uh, what's, I don't want to get ahead of myself. And it's like, go ahead, get ahead of yourself. Like, you're not crazy. You're not like, what does get ahead of yourself mean? Text a few times, ask to hang out more. Like, it's not like you're going over and shitting on the floor and being like, clean it up. This is my new fetish. And <laughs> you're in, you know, <laughs> I had to well, it back to fetishes. <laughs> it's like, we're all right of mind. You know, so like for the most part, we all for whatever reason, most of us think of ourselves in the extremes instead of that big, fat part of the graph. And it's like what I always say is like whatever your thing is of thinking you're too much or you're getting ahead of yourself. Imagine the person you're seeing complaining to their friends about you and and, and see if that complaint sounds ridiculous. Like, like imagine that guy going to his friends being like, can you believe this girl? She keeps texting me to hang out. All she wants to do is sleep over. She won't stop wanting to get good food. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, his, yeah, his, sex, all the, the friends stuff. would go, what's wrong with you? You like her and you he would yeah. have to go, well, not enough to do at least. At least you get your answer. So it's like, be right. too much. Be what you are. You'll hear a yes or a no. That, that, that kind of reverses it. That's where instead of like, well, if they like me, I like them. It's I like you. Oh, you don't like me? Right. Okay, I'm out. I think a perspective change is needed and, and it has to happen because there's too many options out there for you to sit there and go, well, maybe if he, you know, if he wants you, he'll show you, like, I don't, really yeah, he'll fight him for you. Rules. Yeah. I think there's a thing with guys. And I see this a lot lately where it's like, they, they want to find a way to be honest. I think they do. I think the questions I'm getting from guys is like, I want to be like, I had a question the other day. I was like, I want to be out there. I want to be having sex. I want to be like meeting new people. I I am looking for a relationship, but on my way to there, there's a bunch of women I would like to fuck. Well, where I, that's a part of how I look for someone to be in a relationship. Yeah. That's honesty. And, and I think there's, a, I think again, like just like the guys have to learn, like a lot of the women have to learn, like you, you date to find out. You don't just date to get in a relationship. Right. You date to like work to see if this is the match. And it's like, you have to have taste. And, and if, if the person you're dating has no taste, then how much fun is that? Like, so I, I think like uh, sex gets brought into this, but like, if you're a person that can't have sex without getting ahead of yourself and you're going to be monumentally broken by a sexual relationship that doesn't end up in marriage, then you have to admit that to yourself as well. Like you have to like take ownership of your, and that mm-hmm. takes time. That's not easy. Like owning your relationship with sex. Like that's the hardest part. Like we talk a lot about that on You Up where it's like, listen, no guy's staying with you because you had sex. Right. So if you're not cool with with the sex you're having or the reasons you're having that sex, then it's not gonna fix the problems. It's not gonna fix. So I, I think that's like a big part of this too, where it's like, hey, like the person you're with, wanting to have sex does not mean that you're gonna feel good having that sex and like just because you have a relationship with sex that's one thing doesn't mean the person across from you has the same relationship with sex
1: right right exactly and, and that's right. and that's a
2: tough discussion to have like hey we're gonna have sex now totally. um yeah this means as much to me as a shower. like yeah, like, yeah. And, and some people they're like what that's a fe-? no, no no i don't mean that about you i'm just saying this sex doesn't make me more emotionally involved with you. It makes me the same amount of you were cute, I liked you on the date, I'm having fun with you, I trust you, and that's an icky thing to talk about an icky thing to hear, even saying it I feel that ba- I don't want anyone to think that I'm like trying to lessen anyone's experience i don't I don't think.
0: I think you said something super interesting that, like, I think sometimes people overcompensate now, especially men, that they're like, I don't want to lead people on. I don't want to do this. But what you said is some of it we just need it's like part of the course of dating. Like a lot of times you do just need to, like, hook up to see if it's a good compatible fix. And that that's not just a man thing. Like, I'm sure, sure I've done that before and then decided it's not, too. So, yeah,
2: it, it, it's um, if both parties aren't ready to walk away from the table, then that's when relationships don't work. That's when people start to feel like they owe someone. Like, I I think a lot of guys never want to get a position where they owe someone. That's why, like, I always say on the podcast, I'm like, beware vacations, um, holidays, and global pandemics. Because um, (laughs) that's why a lot of breakups happen before what's going on. Because guys saw, okay, now we've been away from each other for two weeks. I don't really owe them anything because we haven't had sex in the last week. And now um, it's not like I just... Fucked and chucked, you know. Now I have this reason that is very easy to like understand, and I don't have to blame it on. Well, I kind of like you, but I don't see a long term future. Like you could go with the pandemic. I my job's in the air, and I don't know what to do. I think we should end now. It's not about me. It's not about me not liking. And that's where a lot of confusion comes Mm -hmm. up. Of like, well, he said he still likes me, but it's just the pandemic. It's like "No, no, 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 no. It's the pandemic, and you're not the match.
1: Yeah. It's how we shift the narrative to hurt totally. the least amount of feelings for the other person and ourselves. So we tell ourselves these stories of these external factors. Oh, it's because of that, yes. or it's because of whatever that's going on is out of my control. When we don't, a lot of times in dating, we don't take responsibility for our own feelings. Or I would even go as far as saying we don't know our own feelings. We don't oh, spend yeah. the time getting to know mm-hmm. our own feelings.
2: This is why so many um so many people have these like oh we had the best weekend together. Yes. Like yes, you know, <laughs> like because yes. it's because oh this guy was in town and we met on the app and he was coming back to town every few weeks and we had the best weekend together. And it's like, yeah, it's easy to be good for a weekend, yeah. Because a, you're not doing a, life
1: together. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, and there's a built-in excuse. Hey, I, I'm never back in the city. This is gonna be a little ridiculous, but we can't keep going. And it's like that's why it almost like it's like wearing a ballet. It's like wearing like a rope when mm-hmm. when you have those built-in excuses. That's why people. That's why people are like we connected in a way that was so crazy. It's like yeah, because there was a way. There was an exit door.
1: Yes. Before we hopped on this call with you, we were saying Julie and I were saying how we want to get to know your personal life a little bit more. So I feel like okay. I want to shift some <laughs> our topic to over there because you started out as a comedian, so. I, my question to all comedians is who broke your heart to make you get into comedy?
2: (laughs) I don't really buy that. Um, that narrative with comedians, everyone. I remember I was at like my fan, like a Thanksgiving a few years back. And my, my aunt was like, they say all comedians are depressed. I was like, well, no, I don't. That's like a really mean thing. Um no I like uh I like making people laugh. I that, that's I love doing stand up. The the whole thing is about doing stand up. Everything I do is to serve as stand up to go on stage and you know talk about things that will make people make a room laugh together. At a certain point it became a little bit of an obsession. You start doing less of the things you don't like and I started doing like you know four or five open mics a night and I would do them every night and You Know when my friends were getting married and having kids, I was kind of just doing stand up.
0: So, were you like a a relationship guy or were you more like casually dating? Like, what was your life like at this
2: point? I was somewhere in between. I would, I was a big 10 month okay. Um, so that's very specific, yeah. I would go 10 months and then (laughs) I would see that where it wasn't the right match for me and I would kind of move on. I wish I was a better casual dater than I was. Do you think there was something like about the year mark that like well, you out? I think it was also like the, hey, we're not getting married. Like I think a lot of times and the train doesn't stop with relationships. You get on at the station, hey, we're a couple, and now we're heading towards moving. And then we're heading towards engagement. And then we're heading towards the wedding. Then we're heading towards the baby one, then the baby two. And and it's that doesn't change that and, and anytime people try to stop that train, there's a problem and and, it, and people want to ignore that and they say, well, we took a step back. well that's that's not normally how it goes. That's just nine out of ten. It's you're on that train or and it either you get off at one of the station stops or you keep going. And that's kind of what happened to me Like you we'd be in these 10 months and it's like, okay well what next? When's the trip? First date, second date, third date, fuck. And then fourth date, fifth date, sixth date, parents. And then sixth date, seventh date, eighth date, ninth date, trip. And then, you know, 10th date, 11th date, 12th date, Instagram post. Like, that, that's kind of <laughs> like the, you yeah. know. The...
1: That's like really official. Instagram post after is parents. after parents. Wait, I want to
0: rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is a very interesting timeline. <laughs> and now in t- now in quarantine, it's all in like the first Right. Week. <laughs> in the first,
2: yeah, the first month. So I... I think there's a lot of faking naivete with that structure of things. Like a lot of women will be like, well, I'm not looking to get married right away. It's like, you don't have to say that. You are looking for this to keep growing and to keep getting to know each other. That's okay. Well, it goes
0: back to what you were saying before mm-hmm. about honesty, right? Yeah, It goes back to all the honesty stuff. Like no oh, one wants to just say their intentions because they're afraid that people will yeah. like leave at that point.
2: And say no to it and go, well, I'm not ready for that. And then they go, well, why? And you go, I don't really know why. And then at that point, you have to own your own feelings. You have to go, well, I do enjoy you. I'm going to stay with this. And you make, you know, all of these are like business decisions. You know, all of these become like, you know what? He's not ready to say I love you yet, but I love him. And I'm going to stay here because mm-hmm. I believe in loving him more than, than going out and finding the next person. You know, like there's a, there's a math equation that all, all, all of us are doing.
1: How long have you been with your current girlfriend?
2: Uh, a little more than two years.
1: Okay. So you passed two 10 month marks. Yeah. yeah, yeah Congratulations. Yeah. What changed? We're
2: what changed with together. this one? Um, I think it's a combination of many things. Like I love her. I'm very happy with her. We connect on a very, um like an amazing level. The, um, also like, you know, I became more comfortable as myself and became more comfortable in my mm-hmm. career and things were moving forward with, you know, I started finding a little bit more success here and there, making some money doing comedy and feeling a little bit better about like, uh, feeling better about doing some of the relationship things that do take away from doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't right. like, I, I think like, if you don't want to take the trip to meet the other person's parents, cause you're like, well, I have to work. That's not really fun. You know, like that's not really, um, you're not really like actively participating to me. I, I think those all go hand in hand. I think if I wasn't really moving forward in my career, I wouldn't be able to open my head up to meeting someone and to Taking the night off to go on a date, and two, hey, what are we, you know, uh, ha- being more, you know, um, available for something?
1: Right. We hear that a lot.
0: Yeah. We're, it's always the million dollar question with men. Is it mm-hmm. the person that you re- meet the right person, or is it that you're ready? Like, and maybe it doesn't have to be inclusive of both sometimes.
2: Yeah. I, it's really hard to answer because. Some anyone could look at that and go and see it as a negative towards my girlfriend. It's not, that's not the case. I think it's a perfectly positive thing to say. And also like, this is a big thing for all guys. I think like, again, the societal stuff that I'm not saying as an excuse, but I am saying we have to admit that it exists. Like, you know, is that like, you know, a lot of your self-worth is out of your ability to provide and your ability to like do things and, and be someone that you're maybe a a child could look up to and feeling Mm good good about what you're doing on a daily basis and feeling like you have worth. Like That's why a lot of relationships end during COVID. They lost a job and they're going, I don't feel worth it right now. Why would I be with someone where I don't even love myself?
0: Right. And I mean, I've had that happen firsthand, like in a serious relationship, like my significant other ex now just was not in the place of being good where he was at. And it really did hinder. And I think this like kind of ties back to what we were talking about earlier. But like, as like a woman, sometimes it's hard to know, like, is it a legit reason that they're just not or are they just kind of blowing smoke
2: up your ass? I I think anybody that ends something, it's a legit reason. Like, whatever that reason is, if someone ends it, it was important enough to them to end it. It's hard to end something. So if that was looming that much for them, the legitimacy of it, like, of what the words are, but the action was very difficult to do. And it's a really hard thing with the the whole idea of, like, okay, because date one is cheap. Dating is cheap. Being casual is cheap. Being in a relationship is expensive Mm -hmm. as far as with your time, as Mm -hmm. far as with your effort level, as far as with where you go next. Like, you know, I see it with my stuff. It's like, you know, I, I'm going to be going to St. Louis this weekend to do shows. And we have to like be totally, like I have to be in a relationship where someone's okay with that, with me leaving Mm -hmm. Thursday through Sunday, you know? And if, and if she said to me, well, if she got mad every time I left, I would go, I have to, we can't be together. And, and that's not because I don't love my girlfriend. That's because I need to be able to feel like I'm moving forward with my career to also love myself to be able to love you. Like mm-hmm. those both go hand in hand and they sound like self-help talk and they sound really kind of like not a lot. Of, you generally don't hear a lot of guys say, I have to love myself to be able to love you. And it's just, that's, I think that's like, it takes time and age and figuring that out. Like no one wants to be the guy. And I think with women, maybe like the, the house and the children, this is all like status structure, you know, like status items. Sometimes a child can be like, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm achieving at the table. I'm doing well with my friends. I'm, I'm, I'm up to, I'm not saying that's fair or right, but it, it seems like the competition as far as like, she's got the ring, she's got the kids, the Instagram post with the messy ponytail and the dog over one shoulder and the baby over the other shoulder, got it all. I don't think people have it all when they put up that picture, but I'm just saying that can, for some, can be enough. Like, I don't think there's any guy that's like, I just got to get that house with the dog over my shoulder and the messy bun. (laughs) Like, I think they're saying, I want to be able to afford that house and have the room downstairs and and be respected Mm -hmm. by that woman who has the messy bun.
0: Well it kind of like all just comes down to readiness, I think, in some way for it. Like it depends if you're ditching out on like early dates versus you're in a relationship. Like you said, it's a conscious decision to leave. I think those are very mm-hmm. different scenarios. But a lot of times at the root of both of them, there is this like, this isn't the place I'm supposed to be right yeah. now for whatever reason that is. Like you were saying, I don't want to tell someone I just want to have sex, because that is the truth. But like if I say that, then it might not happen. But if that that's that's really where you are right now. Like that is the honesty that's behind
2: it. Yeah. And yeah, where you are. And and also like, if you don't know what they, what you want, so doesn't that other person. Like, I I think like this idea that everyone, that you're the only one in the world who doesn't know what they want or isn't, isn't sure. That's crazy. Everyone's unsure. Everyone's kind of like day to day and just trying to survive and eat, sleep and fuck. And and feel good about those things and it's like I think like we had if you look at it from that perspective and realize like it's not that personal to you it's more they're going through their own shit and being with someone isn't the best way that they they believe to get through that shit yeah
1: and back to you how long have you two been living together
2: uh, we moved in in April, beginning of the
1: oh beginning this of
2: whole shit storm. This,
1: UA was like quarantine. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, yes. And then <laughs> How's we, that been? it's much better now. The first month was rough, rough, rough. I think it was just. Yeah expediting our relationship and removing like what you were saying before you can spend a lovely awesome amazing weekend together because that's how our relationship was to now seeing each other every day taking conference calls and trying to plan out meals that's like the non-sexy shit comes in and then you're like wait now (laughs) this is a totally different dynamic so i'm curious (laughs) to hear what you've learned in your well first of all have you lived with another girlfriend before
2: I've never lived with a girlfriend. I've learned that I do everything very messy and wrong. Um,
1: according to her. According to her.
2: I, um, I am a slob. I poop wrong. Um, you poop? I poop at the back of the seat. I didn't know that. Um, Why? Because yeah, are I'm you learning. leaving?
1: Are you leaving? Um, surprises? I guess for her? so. I never, <laughs> she
2: finds, and it's always surprising me. I'll be like, "Oh, that looks like." I'll do a check, and then she'll come back and be like, "Did you go?" And I'll be like, "Oh shit! How did you find that?" Like, what was, <laughs> like, like. I think she goes over after with like a blue A blue light. She was like a, a, like, a magnify yeah, Uh huh. That's
0: Who so wants to get into a relationship right? now this after hearing this? All- no,
2: like, oh, phew, I didn't get into one with Jared. I think it's hard in COVID because there's no like missing each other. And I think like mm-hmm. there, you need some of that in a relationship. I think you need like to go into like you need to get away from each other for like a work day and then go hey let's go out for drinks and discuss our work day and it's like you know I think that that becomes harder because there's no real like hey look at look how good you look for work and you know mm-hmm, like oh mm-hmm. come back and not to say she doesn't look great and whatever she's wearing I'm just saying it's just that change up it, it, it becomes yeah. a very uh, the same a lot and I I'm sure she's looking thinking the same thing.
1: Good thing you're going away this
2: weekend.
0: Okay. As a bystander to UA's relationship, I see a huge difference. I don't know your relationship, Jared, so I won't comment. But I see a massive difference. Like you were alluding to earlier, like you would spend the weekend together, but now you're doing life together more. Have you seen those shifts also with this time?
2: Yes. um, Yeah. I mean, we do everything together. So like we do every, you know, if I go get coffee do you want coffee? Like, it's like, if I'm going to go and like walk around and like take a call outside, where were you? You know, it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's like, you know, you wouldn't do that with, with me when she was at an office. She wouldn't be like, did you go outside for two hours today? Like, yeah, what the fuck? You know, like I, I worked from home for the last 10 years. So I have a kind of like schedule and operating the way I operate. And I think the hardest part is like, getting a moment to like like understanding that ignoring someone isn't ignoring someone. So like I'll like she hates these headphones. Like I'll put these headphones on and I'll just start listening to podcasts and as I'm doing other things. Like as I'm like getting things done. And I think there's a certain momentum to getting things done. Mm-hmm. And then she'll start talking and telling a story and I'll be like, <laughs> what? And I'll just be like, here. <laughs> what? what like i'll put one headphone <laughs> back and she's like oh again i'm like well i'm not here at your disposal like i'm not like a like a like a phone right. you can just pick up and i'm just ready to go like i have i have my own head space that i'm going towards so I have a, if i'm going to go do a podcast in a half hour i like to sit and not talk and not and zone out like because this is doing podcasts isn't isn't working in a coal mine, but it's a very zoned-in conversation. So I'd like to zone out. Yeah. So I, I think it's like having those hard conversations of like it's not again most ninety percent of our time is spent like a little ridiculous and we make fun of it being like we'll be hugging and be like yeah we hate each other like that type of stuff <laughs> we're making fun of it. But there's ten percent of time where you're just like yeah this isn't about you you know like I need I need a minute right. here I need to do this I need to uh, whatever you know.
0: I think tying it back to our earlier conversation, it's like that is the theme, whether like you're in early stage dating or all the way through, right? It's like there is always two people at the table here. Like we often mm-hmm. we, we forget that like you're only in your own mind a lot of the times. Just kicking off our takeaways from this conversation, there's just been so much that's there. And I think at the end of the day, we're all just trying to figure it out. <laughs> like I think we've talked before about like asking people on like a first or second date, like, are you ready for a relationship? relationship? Are you looking for a relationship? And I think it's not a bad thing to have those conversations just to see if they're like mm-hmm. wildly off from where you are. But I also don't know if they're always telling 100% either. Because sometimes it's like, I just need to experience and see if we're even the right fit. Like I might end up wanting to do something. But if I'm not like sometimes you need to go through the process to know what it is or not like we we're talking about with you know trying things on for size a little and I think sometimes we're to dismiss when people are just really they're not trying to hurt anyone or do anything per se that's bad behavior I'll get checked on that but it's like I'm i am just a human being and I'm trying to figure it out so yeah. while I'm not excusing bad dating behavior along the way I think we do all need to just kind of like take it a little less personal and like brush it off a little that it's not like a reflection of you it's just someone trying to do their best and figure Mm -hmm. their own shit out
2: well any economics class will teach you that people are self-motivated even marriage is self-motivated you know not in a selfish Mm -hmm. way i this person makes me feel so good that i have to keep them and make them uh mine by contract like that like if you look at Mm -hmm. it in that way it's all selfish self-motivation that sometimes creates a mutually beneficial relationship and that is what it's about and it's like like I moved in with my girlfriend because I was having such a great time with her and felt so good about when we were together that I wanted more time together. All of those are I statements. All of those aren't about, you know, and I think, I think if people own their self motivations more then they wouldn't be waiting around to try and figure out the, the, the place of other people, like with those labeling conversations to find the relationship, mm-hmm. to find this to find that. It's like, a lot of times people are just asking for other people to like hold their hand through life. And I don't think that's really fair. I, I think if you're like, hey, I am enjoying my time with you. I need a, another date a week or more effort from you. They either do that or they don't. And then you have to review whether right. you go, hey, maybe I should end this. Maybe I, I don't like someone who doesn't want to spend more time with me. When I'm ready to spend more time with them. Like, I, I, that's a perfectly reasonable explanation for why a break. Listen, my girlfriend could look at me and go, I don't like, I've asked you to not shit on the back of the toilet many times.
1: Many times. All right. And
2: you and the way you don't fix it and think is emblematic that you don't listen to me and I need to leave this relationship. Like, that could, that's a... A harsh thing to hear. And and then I would go, no, I'll I'll give you one more chance. And then you do it again and you fuck up again. And and that speaks to her. I think a lot of times people are like, there's this like question I get and it always leans on should, should I be mad? Should I care? Should I? And Mm -hmm. it's like, I can't tell you that. Like I, I, and if someone is telling you that they're trying to make money off of you. If someone's like the 10 rules of dating, yeah, I can find you a book that they're going to try and sell you later. Like right. you, sh- the, the make a man want to do that. It's like all those shoulds are, are ways to like take your own feelings out of it. Like if someone doesn't pay for the date, maybe that makes you feel good. If someone does pay for the date, maybe that makes you feel good. If someone has sex in the first date, maybe you love that experience and that was great. If someone won't have sex with you and maybe you were like, I don't know about the, it's all your own feelings. So that's why like there's a point where you have to go, okay, I, I feel this way. I'm asking for this thing. How do I feel now that they have responded?
1: Yeah. That's very much related to my takeaway, which is this idea of practicing honesty, not just with others, but with yourself first. Mm -hmm. And the way I see it as what would you say to yourself? If you took the consequences out of the equation, if you didn't think about if you could hurt your feelings or other people's feelings what would you honestly say? Mm -hmm. And I think we're a lot of times we're afraid to have those conversations with ourselves because we're afraid to face the consequences. So I really, am, you know, I think this is something we should all live by. It's just practicing honesty with ourselves first. And I love this idea of the relationship train and what you were saying earlier, how once you get on, you like pretty much just keep rolling forward. Um, As someone who experiences firsthand since the pandemic hit is this is a train that keeps rolling, but in a relationship, I see it as like a bicycle and both people Mm. are pedaling and you each have a pedal. And if one person pedals forward, the only way to move forward is you got to pedal forward and it takes two. So I think a lot of times our narrative is, oh, she wants kids or she wants a bigger commitment or he wants this. It's not like in a relationship. It's no longer about individual wants. It's about one person proposing. So they they take that pedal and they step it forward, and then the other person responding with "I will meet you there" or mm-hmm. "Let's hold right here. Let's hold still." cause we don't need to pedal forward if we don't need, if we don't want to, but I see that you, that is what makes you happy. Then I will meet you somewhere. So I, I love the relationship train, but we also should understand that we are in control of this train and that it doesn't just, we don't let it move just because for the, you know, for the fuck of it, like, no, it doesn't work like that.
0: <laughs> you could take a stop. Yeah. Go, go
1: pee or like take a shit in the back of that train. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think the whole honesty piece too, it's like, I love this being honest with yourself because I think if we also take a step back on some of these like bad dating behaviors, right? I'm doing air quotes for anyone that can't see. A lot of them you probably do yourself. I know I've certainly have done them myself. So I think don't see it as men and women. I think a lot of it applies to all of us in this day and age that, yeah, it's like, where is that line though of being honest? And I personally think it's like, if you know, then that's the time to have the conversation conversation. But if you're really just in this state that you're just trying to like you know, figure things out, then it's not dishonest in that world.
2: Yeah. People rarely ask themselves, what would it take for me to leave this relationship? You know, like, what's the thing? You don't really think about Like, what's the thing that would make me so mad that I would have to dump this person? If there's nothing that you would, then maybe you don't have any taste. Maybe you don't really like this person. Maybe you're just happy to be in a relationship. I think that's like a big part of it too. Like if you're just going to stick around no matter what, no matter what's going on, like you have to wonder how much your taste is involved in this relationship, and that's a big part of being honest with yourself. Is like, hey, um, am I just here because this is here, or am I here because I'm fully enjoying it? And I, I think a lot of people forget to ask themselves that question because for so many, it's like the uh, the alternative is like, oh, I gotta date, I gotta meet this person, I gotta, I gotta be alone, I gotta be that, I gotta be this. Okay, I'll just stay in this thing that makes me angry. Mm. You know, it's like so I think that's a big part of like when you get upset with someone where you're like, what's going on with this person? Well, do you even like this person? Does someone who doesn't text you ever? Right. You're like, right. does that turn you off? Like, or are you just trying to get the thing? You know, I think that's a that's a big thing.
1: Jared Free, where can people consume all of your stuff as you've got so much stuff going on?
2: i got a lot of stuff at Jared Freed on Instagram. That's kind of the center of my wheel, but I'm on everything. And I got two podcasts, the U Up podcast, the J Train podcast. If you go on my Instagram at Jared Freed, it's all there. I po- I post. That, so that's an easy place to find. Just don't send anything. <laughs> oh, see, Mojo's
1: right here. He's like, yeah, I right. have a bone to pick with you. Yeah,
2: that, that that would be the second line that I would delete from my DMs. <laughs> Uh, Are you in a puppy play? I have a bone to pick with you. Um, What are we getting into here? What do you want from me?
1: He's practicing his shtick, okay? (laughs) Let him do it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Jared, for your time. This was so much fun. Of course.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a blast.
1: All right, for, you know, that what is really helpful for us to get fabulous guests like Jared is if you give us good reviews and ratings in Apple Podcasts. This is what makes us look legitimate, so we don't seem like we're just into puppy play and DM random people on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) And we're just going to wrap this up. Stay Stay dateable. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website dateablepodcast.com.